mind looking itself is watched. This is the secret, this is the big clue, that the mind's attempt to look and to find and identify the Self itself is watched doing it, which immediately turns… This is what gives the, the nausea, the whoa, what is that? Because I feel myself looking towards the Source, but then somehow what you guide me shows me I am not the one searching for the Source, I am the one looking at this, the sense of myself searching for the Source, which is what I am in the first place. If that understanding happens, no more to go. You don't even have to open the lock, it falls apart, if that is really understood. And not understood like a kind of puzzle, but understood as like, like how you understand, how you understand how you appreciate space, how you know that space cannot grow old. Do you have to go to some science class to know that? You don't have to go to a science class to go that to know that that space cannot have a good day or a bad day. What is the age of space? When was space born? You know, these are ridiculous things. If that is seen, just that twist, I put it like that, that something causes the appearance of consciousness, which serves like a kind of projector and a lens through which something can perceive the sense of its own projection as everything, and arises inside the everythingness as the experiencer, the individual experiencer of everythingness. But that experiencer of everythingness is on a bridge between the visible and the invisible world. And good fortune is called when that one who is standing on the link, the lens between the absolute and the manifest world, that is not just a, is not just uh, an insentient object, but you know it has the touch of sentience. That the lens itself is, has the sense of being a seer. The lens itself, through which the absolute can look, takes a touch of the absolute's sentience and arises as a thing itself. The lens becomes a living seer in the form I am, I exist. And then this lens again sends forward energy to create the sense of a private person and then occupies the role of the projected self-image as a, as a person who then feels that it observes life. It's like bringing together three tubes and looking one through the other one through the other one. And each of the tubes are acting as a seer, as an independent seer. And behind all the seers, all the apparent objective seer, is the, the subjective intelligence which sees through them. The very lens is thinking it can see, but the real seer is behind all the lens, all the lenses. The seeker is born, but the sought is not born. The seeker is born and is in time. But its source 
that which it is seeking is unborn but it imbues a sort of uh, intelligence and sentience in its self-portrait as a seeker, which is only a phantom, and then imbues belief in that an identity. So it really feels like this, this virtual self comes to life and appears to be a seeker, searching for the thing it really is. Then the seeker seeking is itself seen. Then you must determine which side of the lens you are looking from. Then you have to work out which side of the lens you are looking from. Are you the person at one end looking towards the other end to see the infinite? Or are you the infinite looking through the lens of I Am to see the apparent seeker who is searching for the I Am with the feeling, Oh, I am getting close. We are, we are all of that. You cannot say that equally. We are all of that. You must say that I am essentially the invisible seer, which includes the objective, the apparent objective seer, who is only my momentary appearance, momentary self-portrait. Because it has no other source to come from except my own self. Therefore, it is included in my being or something. But you cannot say that they are equal, because one is born in time and the other is timeless. Except that time itself is created, and that which is governed by time is created, and that which is timeless is the uncreated. So if somebody says, I am all of this. I'll have to ask you please to clarify. You see. If you say I'm all of this, but my most strong sense of myself is as the person, but you know, I am the absolute too, although I'm not quite there yet, then this statement cannot be admitted. The ocean is water, the wave is water. It is fine to say that the, the wave belongs to the ocean. But I don't think it's right to say that the ocean belongs to the wave. The wave is time, the ocean is timeless. See, each of these things, when we talk about them, it's like one meditation session finish. You understand? When you understand this thing, it's like one three hour meditation finish, one second. You have conquered you have conquered that in one second through understanding. Because it's not just rational, it's not just in your mind. It's that the understanding takes place and it immediately is washing away the the unreality. And the mind has to is gradually becoming to love this subject, to love the seeing. You see. Because the more it resists, the more ephemeral it becomes. The more it identifies, the more transient it becomes. The more it identifies with the, with the subject, the more timeless it becomes. Because ultimately the mind is the only one that can change colour. It's a chameleon. And gradually somehow it comes then home to its colourless origin. But for a while it wants to escape. It cannot cannot even bear the concentration or the contemplation that brings in that releases or reveals unity. 
because it lives on duality. You see, it lives on diversity. So whatever it is that brings that is turned towards unicity, it the mind becomes resistant. It, but the more it stays in this environment, it again gets reacquainted. And actually, it loves it. But initially, on the surface reaction, it doesn't love it. It's running away. But the more it stays, it begins get it gets reminded of the of its of its origin. It begins to love it. it. Begins to aspire or desire it. This you may call the sattvic mind. Soon, the sense of opposition or duality or separation becomes over. <clears throat> and then you are empty. You are empty, empty, empty. You see. Then all the stories of the human, all the human stories become fiction. Now all our stories seem like they are facts. This happened. If you do this, this is going to happen. You are going to lose this, and so we're living in a sort of projected, illusory, you know, imagined fact of our existence. But the more you come to know the truth, you realize that all of it's fiction. But at the same time, you never despise it. You never judge it with cynicism, because every part of it is consciousness at the same time. In role, all the endeavors, spiritual endeavors, and human beings, the highest of them is only to become only to become empty. Because we suffer from fullness. We are so full now. We need a good vomit. So God is sticking his fingers down the throat of it, but because we are full full of rubbish. If you are full of emptiness, then different. But we are full of somethingness.